welcome back to the Masters of Recon podcast, your top automotive refinishing podcast with your hosts, Corey Kleinfeld and Ryan Brewer. Enjoy the show, everyone. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Masters of Recon podcast. Uh, today, we have two special guests for you, and we're super excited about it. So we got our co-host, Ryan Brewer here, and we have Adam and DJ from the Lafayette, Louisiana area, and they are both part of the Sterling Automotive Group here to talk about their history um, in the in the dealership world, talk about reconditioning as a whole, and then hopefully touch a little bit on Restore FX, why they, why they like it, maybe even why they don't like it a little bit, and we'll go from there. So welcome to the show, Adam and DJ. What's going on, guys? What's up? How you doing? How you doing? I'm great, man. Uh, thanks for joining us after hours uh, to talk a little bit of more car stuff. So Adam, why don't you why don't you start, man, and tell us a little bit about yourself, um, how you started, and we'll go from there. For sure, man. Uh, yeah, my name is Adam McDonald. We're for Sterling Automotive Group. Uh, I've been doing it since 2014. And got in that from for retail sales, and uh, you know, buddy of mine called me to come over and be working for dealership sales and cars. You know, really. Never, never thought it was going to be a career until then. It kind, it kind of, of took off and never, never looked back since. since. But uh, sold cars uh, from 2014 to 2017. 2017, 2017 started with Sterling Auto Group and uh, started off as a used car manager at one of our stores and been around to a few different places. But currently, as a used car manager for our Sterling Kia location. Nice. Yeah, they always say that once you get into the car business, that you never leave. Oh man, yeah, I could never do anything different. <laughs> I never would have thought that, but it's. Uh, it, I, I try to, I try to get both of them to leave all the time, but yeah, it's just not working. And then Come I hate them to you. leave. Yeah, I hate them to leave because they're both of my great clients, and I'm like, who's yeah. gonna replace you? And then I'm screwed, right? So yeah, <laughs> and you're like, leave, stay. Right. Uh, well, that's awesome, man. Um, Hopefully you never leave. Car industry is a pretty awesome industry. So, yeah, uh, I love what's it. up? It's on the way to do yeah. it. Yeah. What's up, DJ? What's going on, Corey? Man, tell us about yourself. So, a little bit about me, man. I got into the car business, uh, 2018. Um, started out in sales. Um, backtrack. Name's DJ Shelling, sales manager for Sterling Hyundai. Here in the Lafayette area, um, specifically overseeing our used cars um, for our Hyundai location and our Genesis location. Um, got into sales 2018, um, took a leap of faith, never looked at sales as a, a career. Um, and man, life changing. Definitely, <laughs> definitely having fun. Definitely love giving Ryan a hard time, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah man that was the way to go definitely enjoying it that's awesome dude and thanks for again for joining for joining us i mean it's already a um you can tell the relationship that you guys have already just because you know in your guys time we're at what 7 30 at night you guys coming to hang out with ryan after hours you are, you guys obviously put in a full day um selling cars not an easy job to come after hours so that so, so that's awesome um ryan how do you how do you find managers like these man teach us dude i have no it's so crazy <laughs> i think when we talk about uh, finding common ground with people so a little background on dj i'm from shelmet for all the guys that don't know right um dj's from right across the river from me from uh was it west we go right or west, west bank 
West Bank, the best bank, right? <laughs> so um, if anybody knows any type of relationship we have with those guys, it was never the greatest. Like it, we're from Chelmet, one side of the river, they're from the other. So we kind of hit that common ground and DJ, he will put me in my place. There's no doubt about it. If I'm, if I'm screwing up, if I'm not showing up, he puts me in my place and I do appreciate it. A little um, bit of Adam, yeah, for sure. And I, it, it makes me a better person. So Adam, um, we became like really good friends through golf. Like dude's probably one of the best golfers I've ever met. And um, I'm the worst. So we uh, we're both members here at a country club and we play a ton of golf. He fishes like he does everything the same thing we do. So it's just been a good adventure finding these guys because these are the two closest managers I have um, out of all the dealerships that we service. So it's just been a blessing to find these guys. And 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 if I can make an assumption, I don't know for sure because we didn't talk too much about it, but two best managers you have, these two guys send you the most work for restore effects and debt repair out of all the other dealers, right? Correct. Yeah, not a coincidence. Some, <laughs> not so, a coincidence. Some weeks, some weeks, but it's we have that relationship where it's not about friendship when it comes to business. Um, Adam's the same way, and so is DJ. He's not just going to give me stuff because we're friends. He's giving me stuff because he needs it done, and he knows that I'm going to take mm -hmm. care of it. And the same thing goes for Adam. Um, if we go in with a list of five cars for Restore Effects, we're not going to get all five, you know, they're, they're going to choose the ones that are, are good candidates and we're going to tackle them from there. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So happy to hear it. So I, I wanted to kind of touch a little bit on just hearing, I mean, we have all different types of technicians listening to the master recon podcast, not just restore effects. We have paintless dent repair, touch up guys, detailers, et cetera. So uh, Adam and DJ feel free, whichever one of you guys want to start why is it important that dealerships it may be an obvious answer but maybe maybe not why why do we recondition cars like why do why do i have an entire business and ryan does and all these other people have businesses reconditioning vehicles for me i think it's just um it's a testament to who you are as a a leader and a sales manager um for me i'm, Ooh, I'm very particular i don't, don't want to sell anything that i wouldn't buy myself you know what i mean um, I can't sit there and, you know, ask for all the money or, you know, try to, you know, sell it the right way if it's not done the right way. Um, with, with Ryan, with RestoreFX, I mean, he comes in, him and his crew, they're professional, they're timely, they're diligent. I know for sure that I can count on them to get the vehicles retail ready. Um, also, just it's a, it's a, a better sale you know you, you're you're talking to these customers and you're presenting this vehicle and you know just just what consumers right they want they want to have everything perfect whether it's a, a pre-owned vehicle or not they expect it to be like new to them because it is a new vehicle to them so and in, in, in my assumption you know the best way to do that is the recon side of it whether it's interior exterior um dense whatever recon a pdr that we look for um that's the thing that's going to help sell that car so for me it's all about you know the integrity of who you are as a person and if you wouldn't buy that then you you, you shouldn't be selling it that way dj if if you had to answer this question what would be the number one 
recon that you would do on a vehicle and don't say restore effects or dents just because we all want to know the answer is it interior is it rims is it restored dents glass so, so for me um obviously you look at the exterior and you want to make sure it's good enough perception wise right um my biggest thing and the things that i tell my detailers is the customer that walks in a lot is not looking at the vehicle for the exterior. They're, they want to make sure they have a clean, nice interior. That's the, the toughest thing to really overcome on a pre-owned car. Um, seats, whether it's cloth or leather, headliners, um, cup holders, um, you name it. Think Those things are the most tedious things to really clean. Um, so for me, I think what really separates everything would be a solid, solid interior of a vehicle. I mean, I need to get the interior business then. I didn't know that. That's, that's literally crazy, the, you know? the that's the worst part though for anybody detail, right? I mean, I mean, you're in it the most, yeah. right? You, and and I say that because I know a lot of people that you know drive a vehicle and they base it on the color, but I also know a lot of people that go blind over a good car deal, right? Um, in my mind, I know that I have, and I'm not trying to hit up anything. It's already big enough, but I know that I have Ryan to lean on if I need to get a vehicle showroom ready, right? Um, so I always keep that in my back pocket, but I know for sure if a customer is not in love with the interior of a car, doesn't smell good, doesn't you know look good, doesn't you know there's a lot of wear, then that's going to be a hard sell to really you know get this person to buy the vehicle good answer. what about you adam what's uh what you got first off i mean we we use ryan we use restore effects we use all of his services because regardless of friendship like we can trust that he's going to do the job he's going to do it do it right he's going to be fair with us then you know the pricing is going to be fair the products will be great you know he always it, it's comical because you'll you'll bring a car that is you know, not that bad. And he says, Oh no, uh, he, he undersells the work. He's really, really good at it. So right, it, right. it's, it's, yeah, you can trust him with stuff that, you know, typically you don't think can be done and the dude's going to bring it back perfect every time. So, and you know, we send business to him because he's going to take care of it. He's going to make it right. It, it's going to look, you know, as DJ said, said showroom ready because he does that quality of work, which is, you know, hard to come by. I mean, I've dealt with, Gosh, I don't know how many different vendors they come by. Uh, you know, <laughs> I've been doing I've been doing it for for eight years. I've seen a ton of people. You know, everybody's coming out trying to learn how to do this or that, and most of them, they just they they can't do it. And he, he's straight up with it. It's going to be right. It's going to be perfect, or he's going to make it right. So the quality of work that he does helps us sell the cars. I mean, you know, we sell primarily used cars right now because the new car market is so tough to get. So we're, we're selling used cars and we're selling these cars literally as fast as we can trade for them. So we're trading for cars. We're selling them the next day. So when we have a guy like Ryan and a company like his, we have a car that's not clean. That's not ready. All these things wrong with it cosmetically, but we're able to show it that day and say, look, Mr. Customer, be blind. Look over that because my guy is going to make it perfect. And being it. able to have someone that can do that for you 
is a game changer because we don't have to we don't have to be scared to say yeah we can sell you the car but maybe we can do this maybe we can do that it's like no i mean he he can fix the damages he can fence the dents he can make you plastic back new again he can take the car that has you know the cobweb looking scratch marks from the car wash or the scratch here or there or whatever it is and it's going to look showroom ready and he's going to have it out for you in a couple of days i mean it's being able to sell a car that you know is not perfect when you sell it and know that it's going to be perfect when you deliver it is, I mean, it's a game changer for us. Especially so in like this too, with the, with the market being so unpredictable up and down and the, the vast uh, trades that people think are worth all the money. I mean, we're, we're having to buy these cars like Adam attested to because we don't have any new vehicles. So, we're, we're giving more for these trade-ins. We're, we're, we're being aggressive, trying to get these cars, not only to, you know, resell them, but also to, you know, help our guy out, giving him an opportunity to show his, his craftsmanship and his work to really, you know, restore this vehicle to, to retail ready. So Adam, so you said something, um, are, are you doing maybe, are you doing most cars, are you selling them and then and then Ryan's doing his thing, or the other way around, or is it just is it just the times that we're in right now? It's 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 mainly the times we're in because you don't have the luxury to have a to full have lot. That. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, typically you have a time frame. You get a car in, you have some time to work, and it's not like no, yeah. no one's beating your door down to get it right then. But where we are currently is we're literally selling these vehicles as as soon as we can trade for them. We have people waiting for these cars. So Dang. he's coming, you know, we're selling them as soon as we trade them in, you know, obviously we inspect them. We send it through our used, you know, through our used car department for um, all the mechanical stuff. We do all of our due diligence with it. Yes. Smog safety, uh, whatever. Yeah. As far as the, the cosmetic side goes, he comes and knocks these things out. He's on our lot at least twice a week. His guys from Restore Effects are coming multiple times a week, picking up cars, bringing back cars, you know, bringing me stuff to do it's just a constant back and forth the entire time with that. So we wouldn't be able to operate or sell the quality of cars as fast if we didn't have a vendor that could take care of us like that. So that's a huge thing for us to be able to get the cars ready. So me being a vendor, um, thinking about walking into used car dealerships, um, most of, most of my dealerships aren't doing it that way. They get a car in, we fix it and then they sell it. But what could I say or how could I approach them for saying like, uh, you know, maybe we could do it afterwards. Are those customers like mentioning to you, like, oh, I kind of want to get, or are you guys changing to them? How, how is that working? I get that. The damages, are they like, oh, I'll buy the car, but you got to make it, you got to make all the spider webs go well, away. hundred percent. So what we do with that is, you know, we look at the car, we're not going to oversell, we'll, you know, overpromise what we can deliver on, but yeah, I mean, sure. the car has, we're going to do what we can to make the customer happy with the car and obviously if the car is not perfect and then it's not what we said it was going to be or what they could expect then we have no we don't feel that they're obligated to buy the car we're going to make it right for them you know we have 13 rooftops in our dealership we started with one rooftop we we're not a large like corporate owned company we're we're a one guy one guy owned company i mean we our our owner is a single person not a not a corporation so i mean if we don't take care of our customers and we don't deliver the products that we say we're going to deliver, we wouldn't be able to, to have the business and have the amount of stores that we have. So, you know, having our vendors, you know, like Ryan be able to back us up on this 
keeps us from having to not be able to deliver the product that we're saying we're going to deliver. So he keeps us out of a bind. It would call us to say, hey, bro, we got we got a car sold. The whole back end is like basically totaled, but I told him you could fix it. So I hope you can do it. You know, <laughs> that's, what that's what we're dealing with. And uh, and and the dude, I mean, it's 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 ridiculous what he comes up with and what he can what he can do. I and mean, it, it's truly great. But his ability on the recon side, but the restore effects stuff as well. That product in particular makes these cars that paint wise are not the best looking vehicles, uh, especially you know, older vehicles that have scratches or the, the clear coats coming off or the, the paints faded due to just sun exposure and things like that. Him putting this stuff on the car is like borderline between whether you can sell it or not sell it or between like DJ said, asking for all the money. If I have a car that's all faded and crappy and I can sell it for whatever price in that condition, he can come and restore the car. The car looks $2,000 better on a, you know, not even close to that price point. So we take a car that, that we would not be able to get that much money for. And we, now we can get the car because I mean, it looks like it came off the showroom. I mean, it's, it's, it's a huge yeah. difference in what the car looks like pre and post you know, application. That kind of piggyback on, you know, what Adam's saying and to kind of answer your question a little bit more in detail, I think it just starts with having a conversation, you know, with, with your customer and you and overcoming those objections. Um, you know, not like, like Adam said, not over promising, but, you know, delivering it with confidence that, Hey, look, I have a guy that I trust that can make this car look 10 times better. Um, we even, you know, use him for some of our, our pieces that I'm sending to wholesale. You know, I, I'd rather spend that money, you know, on a vehicle to get it restored and get that paint and condition looking, you know, that much better. That way, when it goes to auction, it's really bringing more of the value of what the car deserves to make. So um, using him for his services and, and what you guys offer is definitely a game changer to not only our market, but our customers and for our organization. For sure. And, you know. Corey talking about what what you're saying going to approaching these dealers is I mean the way Ryan got in the door uh with me specifically I know he had done some of the stuff but you know with me is you have to show them what you can do you know talk is talk but you have to be able to show them a product that that you can take from A to B and show them what what services you can offer and when they see that they're going to see the value in what what you guys are offering you know, Ryan did that with, with the dents uh, first that, and then with the restore effects, you know, he did cars for us that like, Hey, look, this is the car. This is what it looks like now. This is what, you know, the vehicle's worth. Let me show you what this is going to do and what I can do for you. And you, when you see that, you can't, you I mean, you can't deny that the product is, it is what it is and, and it, it's worth the money. So it's more so just kind of getting your foot in the door, however you can to show off what the skills and the product is, what you, what you have to offer and they can't deny it. And if it's going to make someone more money or allow you to sell a vehicle, they're not going to turn you away. It's just yeah. a matter of getting your foot in the door with that. Yeah. And when I talked to Ryan about opening up my restore effects center, he was like, you know, don't spend the t all the time trying to sell them and talk to them and sh do all this. He's like, just, just show them. Like you guys said, whether it's dense touch up, I know touch up guys that'll draw a line down the middle of the hood, do one side of the hood and not the other. Dent guys can show before and afters, restore effects. See that car right there? Take a look at it. I'm going to bring it back in tomorrow, the next day. Let's take a look at it then. Like, let's show the people. Cause again, talk is talk. I'm sure you guys have people 
all day, every day, coming in, coming in, saying, "Here's what I can do," and you're like, "Show me." Right, um, right. And that leads into a question: like, what's the bet? What's the what's the trait that you want most of a vendor? Is it that they do good work or they show up on time? That they what, what's the trait that you guys look for in vendor? Like when you pick a vendor to to be your guy or gal? I think it's uh, a multiple of things. I mean, you look for accountability. You look for if this person's trustworthy. You look for if they have professionalism. Um, those those traits go hand in hand with a a good partnership or relationship. You know. I need to be able to know that I can hand you these keys and the work's going to be done in a timely manner. Uh, you're not going to go, you know, mess up or wreck the vehicle or do anything that'll tarnish, you know, both of our jobs. Um, but all in all, I think, you know, looking for a vendor's communication, hey, look, and it's, it's both ways. Hey, DJ, it's been several times that Ryan told me, I don't think I can do anything with this vehicle, but I'm going to try, you know, whether it's the restore side or the dent side, whatever it might be, any, you know, recon. If if you guys aren't honest and transparent, then it's going to be at a fault from the beginning. Yeah, for sure. Like the honesty, the transparency for sure is something, but, you know, with all the vendors that we have come through, I think just actually being there showing up and doing the work you know it's crazy how many people will come up and like yeah i'm gonna do this and do that and then they show up and they're there that week and then maybe the next week and then after a little while you're you're literally calling them to try to get them hey you know i haven't seen you in two weeks are you, are you gonna, ever going to come by so as much as we move inventory as as many cars that we roll through on a daily weekly monthly basis you have to be there I don't need a guy that's going to come once a month. I don't need a guy that's going to come every two weeks. You have to be at that dealership at least once a week to be able to do the workload that I have. I mean, once a week, you know, that's, I mean, I can't ask more than that really, but I'm saying like, I have enough work in just a week with cars coming in and out. But like, if you're not there every week, then you're hurting me. Right. So I, I don't need to have to call you and see, are you coming? When are you coming? And it's crazy how many vendors that we have come in and out that like you literally have to hunt them down regardless of the quality of work you can't find them to do the work if you wanted to so with ryan with his team i mean they're they're there multiple times a week i mean you, you almost have to run some of the guys out like look okay i can't do any more work this week so like i'm good but i mean they're there all the time which is a good problem they're always trying to help they're always trying to work they're taking as much as possible on a workload and not only are they doing that, they're delivering the the the, the product back in a timely manner. Uh, the quality of workmanship is fantastic. Uh, they're doing everything right, and they're also showing up. So the biggest thing is, man, just just show up when you're supposed to show up. Don't don't have me chasing you around trying to see if you can do the work, and uh, and do a, a a good quality job. Be honest and and be fair with the pricing. And you know, luckily for us, for for me, for DJ, and the rest of our guys, I mean. We have someone like Ryan that's able to to do that, and we don't have to worry about whether or not you know it's going to be good or it's going to be on time or if the price is right. I mean, he, he's going to do all that. You don't even have to question. You just you know you get the invoice and you sign him. You know the dude the dude did exactly what he said he's going to do, which is hard. Adam, you must be Ryan. You must be paying Ryan on the side to come to your lot. <laughs> no, I mean, the, I mean, the, the, the dude does a great job. And I'm telling you, I'm as cheap as they come. 
Everyone hates me. I'm telling you, I am so cheap. If I don't see the <laughs> value, like... it, if I don't see the value in it, I am not spending a dime. My service department can't stand me, unfortunately, because I nickel and dime them to death. Ryan's guys will come by Restore Effects. They'll have so many cars on the list. It's comical, and I turn them all of them down. Basically, you know, I pick the ones I know are going to make sense that are going to help me, and, I, and I'm still so getting. I'm still getting them three or four cars a week because that's how many I need that, that really need the product. And I'm turning all the rest of them down. So I promise you, I'm not spending money on anything that doesn't need to spend money on because I'm selfish. I'm trying to keep it all for myself. I'm not spending money on vendors. I spend money, no questions asked, with anything he does because it brings that much value times three back to the car when I get ready to sell it. No questions. So I have a quick quit. I know it's right. I have a quick question. What I'm sure a lot of guys who own restore effects centers and maybe some that are looking to get into getting in the centers. Um, what was both of you guys, DJ and Adam, what was y'all's first experience or thought, you know, when that first demo was brought back to the dealership? I'll go with that. Um, I mean, I can't remember the exact model of the car, but I can remember what it looked like. Um, I sent the worst car I could possibly find uh, to him for the demo. I believe it was a minivan of some sort. But anyways, it had scratches on every single side of it, front to back. It was terrible. And I didn't know what to expect with it, you know. But when it came back, just the clear coat alone on the entire vehicle, the application, everything, I mean, you have to get right on the car to be able to see any kind of imperfection on it. I mean, it, it was it was like it was a brand new car. And we're sending vehicles that are extremely rough. This is not like a a very new or low mileage car. This has got like a little bit here and there. Like those cars are supposed to be clean. I'm not my detail department can figure that out. I don't need that. Right. I need the cars that are terrible and he makes them look like they're brand new again. And that particular application, I mean, this thing was scratched. The whole vehicle is terrible. <laughs> and it came back. It came back thousands of dollars worth of value. Better. More, more in the car, better in the car. So the car is not going to be perfect, but I don't, I don't, and the customer in this particular situation, this price point, used vehicle, whatever, they're not expecting it to be perfect. But I couldn't sell in the condition it was. I mean, the condition it was in, I, I can't sell it all. And then with this application, I can ask all the money for it. It looks as, you know, brand new as possible for the situation without having to spend thousands of dollars in repairs. Cause what is your alternative on scratches and repainting? You're going to repaint. You can't repaint the whole car. That's not a possibility. I mean, that, that doesn't make sense. You're, you're changing panels out on vehicles. I mean, there's no way, there's no way that I can send this to our, to our body shop and have them do the work for anywhere near what the price is going to be, let alone the time frame. Ryan picks a car up today he does the work. He's back to my lot tomorrow. 24 hours later, I have that car. He hadn't had a car ever sit more than 24 hours off my lot. It's back to my lot. 24 hours. I mean, every car I send them. So I send it to my body shop. It's there for three months. I mean, that's the reality of it. <laughs> so it, it, it doesn't matter what they can do. They're going to cost me more money, and they're going to keep it for the entire life of ownership that I have the car. As soon as I get it back, I have to wholesale it because it's been on my lot for so long. That I have no I have no choice but to get rid of it because we have to turn it on our vehicle, so I can't do that. So it's a game changer in what he can do uh, in those product lines. I mean, it it really is 
it, it really is a game changer for us on the pre-owned side to be able to use that particular application on these cars that need help. And just to piggyback off of, you know, Adam and to answer your question, I mean, so when it was first presented to me, I'm like, this is a like, ain't no way you're going to take this vehicle from this current condition and make it like me. So it was a 2015 Ford F-150, about 70,000 miles. And I tell you, this thing had swirls from top of the car, top of the truck, all door panels, panels and everything. It was, it, it, it was almost deemed to be wholesale just because of the condition it was in. Him and his guys, they took it 24 hours, like Adam said. Um, it, it really changes the dynamic. It changes the perception of what the vehicle looks like. You know what I mean? So you as the, at that point, as the, the manager or the, the customer, you're looking at this thing and it's like, damn. Now I have the opportunity to retail this vehicle. It's back on the lot. I can, you know, the recon's done. I can ask the money for it. it. It's not, you know, something that's written off or forgotten about, or you're not having to discount the vehicle just in order to sell the car. Um, it's, 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 it's product. It's quality. It's, it's something that I don't mind spending the money on to, you know, a solidify sale, make a customer happy, et cetera, et cetera. You know, cause like Adam said, I'm not doing this on a vehicle that's like new. You know what I mean? I'm doing this on the, the rugged stuff, the vehicles that need the attention, that needs the recon, that, you know, that's been put through the ringer, you know, had had a, a rough first owner or whatnot. Um, and these guys do a hell of a job. So what what would you have done before Restore Effects with that bad looking of a vehicle? I think uh, Adam kind of touched on it. You know, we try to get it to our body shop. You know, we have to make an appointment to get a buff job or, you know, see if that'll fix it. Um, far as like a true paint and correction, stuff like that, we, we wasn't doing anything like that, you know, before. Yeah. We wasn't, you know, investing that type Too expensive. of money. It, exactly. If it, you know, if we do our recon and we look at it, we get a quote and it's four or five grand to do something like that. I mean, that thing's going straight to auction. You know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. For sure. And, you know, Ryan can attest to this. This is a, I'm sure a, a bad moment in his, uh, in his tenure with the uh, restore effects, but I had a, uh, I had a car I sent him right out of the gate. This is a, almost as a joke to see what he could do with it. But uh, one of my other sales managers traded for a, a Buick Verano. And, uh, dude, this, this car is black. It's, it was supposed to be black. Uh, it didn't have a lick of paint left on the car. So the whole roof, the trunk, and the front hood was faded to, like, it was it was almost white. So a black car, but the car's white. It has no paint left. It's completely faded. And he trades for this car, but it has like 60,000 miles on it. I'm like, this car is super nice. It doesn't have any paint on it. It's it's terrible. So he's like, okay, he sent it to me, sent it to auction, whatever. So I got him like, man, I wonder if he can, you know, we've done a couple cars with him. I was like, maybe he can fix this car. So I sent it to him. And this was the one time I can tell you that maybe he didn't do it in 24 hours because he didn't have the chance to. I mean, he kept this car for like a day. I'm like, okay. Then the next day. I call him like, hey, bro, you gonna you gonna bring my car back? He's like, well, I mean, we're still putting some. So I don't know how many coats he put on this car, but the car was like probably six inches taller when he got back. But anyways, he <laughs> kept it for a couple of extra days and he put 
a few different applications of restore on it, but literally this car, I brought it back up to the guy who traded it in, the sales manager who took it on trade. I said, hey, I got this car for you to look at. What do you think? He came and looked at it. He's like, yeah, it's a pretty nice car. What is it? And I said, well, you don't, re you don't remember this car. You traded for it about three days ago. But, uh, no, I've never seen this car before. You know, he Three days later, he didn't even recognize the car that he traded for because it looks it looked brand new. So the <laughs> car was completely not recognizable. So we took a car that was 100% wholesale. We gave probably half the value of the car. So if the car is worth X, we gave half of that to the customer because the car has got no paint on it. It's terrible. Can't, can't do nothing with it. We spend no money, very little at all, with the Restore product. And we retail the car a couple of days later to someone at literally half the value of what they would have paid for that same car in, in good condition. And it looks brand new. Everybody's yeah. happy. We make some money. The customers beside themselves because they got a car at half price, basically, because you know we were in it well. He allotted us to sell the car that we would have never been able to sell in the first place. And the car looks brand new. It was quite a headache for him, but it worked out in, a, in our favor. I try to take it easy. I'm not sending too many of those, but he did a fantastic job with the car. Was that the, you were telling me you did eight coats on a car one time, right? Was that that one? Yeah. Uh, that was one of them. I've like, yeah. I have to, I have to find the limit on everything, right? It's like, whether it's paintless dent repair or any other service that we've ever offered and, I'm always trying to find the limit and I can't turn these guys down, man. They, they've been so good to me. I'm like, look, if I'm not that guy, who's going to say, I'm at least going to try it and see what we can do with it. You need to be using somebody else. You know what I mean? That's just not right. Mm -hmm. Um, so when it came down to a car like that, and I've had multiple for other dealerships and honestly, Adam kind of sugarcoated that a little bit because the car was so bad that, a couple days later, and this is, I mean, we're going to be bluntly honest with the restore effects, right? It is a phenomenal product, but it has its limits. And I've met, I've met those limits on that Buick Verano <laughs> or whatever car that was. And a couple days later, it started to, to absorb, right? Because there's no clear coat left on it. So I looked at the car and I was like, Adam, dude, I'm picking the car back up and we're going to do another installation on it. And we did a, a I don't know if it was like the 10th installation of restore effects on it and then it cleared everything up to where the customer was happy and he hasn't got a phone call ever since so i guess no phone call is a good phone call <laughs> and uh it was it was wild what what that car looked like even the lady who takes the pictures for the car and puts them on the website she didn't even recognize the car at all Jeez. so that was cool yeah that's awesome so i my dad started doing painless dent repair in 1991. He used to tell me stories about how he'd walk into a dealership and be like, Oh, I can do this thing where I, you know, I can get behind the panel, push the dent out or whatever. And they're like, you know, that doesn't seem possible. We just send all of our stuff to the dealership or to the body shop. Either they didn't do anything or they sent it to the body shop. There was no in between there. Um, and then with painless dent repair coming around, they were like, wow, there's actually a great option where you can fix smaller stuff. Now, now much bigger, um, quickly. And so I know we're all sounding like a bunch of Restore FX fanboys over here, um, but because, that's because it's true. We're coming in with a product where it's like, I, I can't keep the car or I paint the entire thing or paint correct it, which is either way, it's thousands of dollars. But the, like Restore FX has figured out how to fill that kind of niche in between there where we can do a fantastic job quickly, inexpensively. It's perfect for wholesale.
Um, so I just, I just want to point, I just read that connection in my head and I'm like, that's why it's so exciting for me personally, being a center, Ryan being a center and then having other, you know, dealer managers come on and talk about how great it is. I think that's wise because we're all pumped about it because it fills this niche that just hasn't been filled like ever. One of the things you just said was time, you know, in, in the car business, we know that time kills deals and to be able to have a service and, you know, a, a guy that we can trust and know that it's going to be done in a timely manner and done correctly. Because listen, we can have Joe Blow get the vehicle, do it, and it comes back looking like worse than the did before it left, right? Um, we know a couple of people that, that's like that. Um, <laughs> but to have, that, like I said, that trust that, hey, look, I'm giving this guy his keys. This vehicle's going to come back 10 times better. And it creates a different excitement within the dealership, too, because it's not just a, and I commend Ryan on this as well, it's not just a communication just for me. You know, my service advisor has his number. My sales consultants have his number. Like, it's an open book. Hey, look, Ryan, today, hey, Ryan, I got a brand new vehicle that needs some attention. Hey, if you can bring it to me, I'm going I'm to take a look at it, see what I can do for you. That's the type of guy this this man is. So I definitely applaud him for his, you know, you know, just being an all-around worker, engagement, you know, having that business mindset and also, you know, wanting to put his best foot forward to take care of, you know, not only his business, but also his, his, his clients. I will say, like, whenever you find a guy or a manager like these two, because I'll just reference back to today. I had a really bad experience with a, not me, I guess my manager had a really bad experience with some managers at a dealership where we walked in, they opened up, a, they own a couple other dealerships. Um, I guess we'll call these guys the B-Lot. We were talking about that on the last episode. Uh, so I yeah. said, man, uh, Mike's Mike's hitting the B-Lots up. Let's go try to get on some of those. So we went to a B-Lot um, for us. It's, I mean, I'm going to say it's Don Wholesale out here in Lafayette. And they opened up a new store in Karen Crow. And I said, sent the managers out. You know, they went over there. As soon as they walked in, the guys were like, oh, we got five other guys that are doing the same thing y'all are doing and wouldn't even listen to a single thing my guys had to say on what restore effects was and didn't give us any type of opportunity to prove them wrong so like going back to when you find managers like adam and dj um I put the effort in to making sure these guys are happy not not even just them like you said the service advisors um the salespeople. we talked about that with mike uh last week as well um, making sure that everybody in the dealership knows who you are and that you're there to take care of them. The more you do that, you're just going to keep, even if DJ moves on to another lot, um, cause it's happened. I mean, he came from Ford and now he's at Hyundai. Um, same thing with Adam. They, you know, they kind of going to, they're moving around. It happens, but the fact that everybody knows who we are at those specific dealerships, it really helped out, um, when those changes do happen. Yeah, that's 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 awesome, dude. I, I totally agree with you. Um, I've I've a just a general question that I'm 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 actually reading a book um, or listening to a book currently that they're talking a lot about this, and so I was I was just curious to ask a couple managers about it, just as recon recon in general. And you guys touched a lot of the great things that that Ryan does, or great things that you want other vendors to do: professionalism, show up on time, do a good job, whatever. Um, I don't know if you guys ever thought about this. I might put you on the spot, but as as vendors as a whole what would you like to see or is there anything that you'd like to see change 
or that you don't like about what vendors do, right? Like maybe I'm maybe that guy today had already had eight people come in and, and try to pitch him. And he's like, I already got people. I'm like, you don't because no one else does this, but okay. So like what, just out of curiosity for all the people across the whole, all of North America and everywhere listening, like what would you like to see change in just the vendor industry? If you have an answer for that. I'm not sure about change, but I mean, if you're trying to get into a new spot, it's just a matter of creating a relationship. I mean, everything we do on a daily basis is just a relationship. It's a relationship business between us and our customers, us and our vendors, whatever it looks like. It's just a relationship. So, you know, maybe try to not worry about selling something or selling a product so much. I mean, obviously create the relationship, keep coming by, keep trying and get your foot in the door. When you get your foot in the door, you know, show what you can do and, you know, and back it up and build that relationship. But, you know, you know, with Ryan, myself, it's, it's, it's strictly a relationship. I'm going to, it's a, he got in, you know, a relationship is what started it, but his quality work is what's kept it. If he can't do the work, I'm going to move on to That's somebody good. else. But it's more so about the relationship. You you don't have to, you know, we, I have a specific person that comes by that has a product that I would never use ever. But the only thing that I do respect about him is that he's persistent. He comes Sorry. by all the time. He's always coming by. He comes by once a month, probably, even though I've told him multiple times I have no, no use, he comes by. And if there's ever a time where, I need this particular product, which is just not something we use. Uh, you know, I'm going to give that guy a chance. I just don't use this product. It, it, it has nothing to do with him. <laughs> it's just the product. But, you know, being able to to continue to come by, to check in, to have that relationship, don't make it all about, you know, a what are you trying to sell me thing. Just have a relationship. Come talk, you know, bull crap a little bit and, and move on with your day. But, you know, make the effort to come by, to check on you, to check in to treat me right once you earn my business and to continue to have, continue to have that relationship, you know, the business side is just a plus. The relationship is really what it's all about with all of our vendors, all of our people. I mean, without having the relationships with that we do, we couldn't operate. So just having a, a good close friend group there, it makes it you know, a lot easier on, uh, on everything. And, you know, you were talking about earlier about the, the body shop stuff and the PDR work and stuff. And it, it's really comical. Like, with our particular body shop, we have a body shop that does, you know, all the body work for 13 dealerships. And, you know, Ryan goes to every dealership, like maybe one day a week, essentially to all of our stops or whatever. Uh, one of his stops every week is to our body shop. He is our body shop PDR guy. So our body shop is using Ryan to do the PDR work for all the body shop stuff, which is just a testament into what he's doing that they, they use him over their own guys to do a lot of the work that happens, you know, through our, through our body shop, which shows how much he really, you know, contributes on, uh, on the PDR work for the dents. It's, 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 it's crazy. Uh, I think for me, I mean, like Adam said, being resilient, I'm not asking you to walk in with a box of donuts every time, but I think, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I think having that conversation or, you know, Hey, listen, I know you already have a guy for this, um, but let me let me give you a demonstration of what I can do. And let me be the judge if I want to venture off with you or not. Or, you know, it may be something that we can utilize. But at the end of the day, Adam said the best, building a relationship, you know, building that that foundation, building that trust level. Um, and Corey, you as well. You just, you know, mentioned something that is definitely happening every day for me. 
being in used cars. I mean, I have vendors every day that, you know, coming in, hey, look, here's my card. I'm 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 doing paint work or I'm doing PDR, I'm doing recons or whatever it might be, you know. So I can see that frustration level of that manager on that day. Hey, listen, no man, I already got somebody. No, well, you don't have nobody to do this, but I have someone, you know, because you don't want to have to deal with it, right? Um, so I think, you know, just showcasing some work or, you know, just having a game plan um, would definitely have some kind of separation for, versus someone just coming in and hand, handing you a card. Um, and like I said, it starts with a conversation. Don't don't try to sell me on, sell me on, you know, what you can do. I'd rather just build a relationship first. Hey, like, man, my name is DJ. I've been in the business for X amount of years, et cetera, et cetera, versus just, Hey, look, do you have a guy that does, you know, touch up work? It's a, it's a big difference. So because this isn't just of this podcast isn't just about restore effects and it's about all, you know, any type of recon that you can do, whether it's going to be dealership or retail, um, listen to what these guys are saying, because you got to stay on top of your toes, dude, because they got people coming right behind you. Luckily, right now with restore effects, we don't because there isn't any type of other product out there that can match what we do. But all you rim guys, interior guys. I mean, I'm a dent guy. We get it. Dent guys. I know they probably have, they got dent guys coming in every other day, probably trying to get their work, but it's just, that's the one thing that keeps me on my toes and that I have to make sure, even though these guys are my friends, if something comes along that I think that I can fix or, these guys say it all the time like it's i'm talking stuff that looks like a forklift hit it they want me to fix it um i try as much as i can you know and don't ever be too good if you're in the dealership industry dude and you think you're too good to go try stuff like that move on to the next deal because you're not going to keep that account because some guy's going to come behind you and steal that and you just stay on top of your toes do you guys like that it's one vendor you know, Ryan's company, Ryan as the person offering multiple different services. If he were to get into touch up and, and wheels and all that stuff and he gave you a demo and it works, like in theory, would you would you want to have one vendor doing everything for you? I mean, you think about it. I mean, for, for me, I'm a, I'm a simple guy. I mean, if everything aligns up, I'm not going to change from AT&T to Verizon because whatever reason, right? So if, if the services and the quality of work is, all, I mean, we already got the relationship, you know, I already trust him, you know. So if the new services were added and it pans out to be the same trustworthy work that I'm accustomed to, why wouldn't I? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I mean, if if Ryan learns how to paint and whatever else, uh, there's no doubt that that He's would be. like, no. Yeah, uh, exactly. I'll see some of the space. We've got to work a little bit on that. But, uh, you know, if we had, for me, I have a dent guy that comes on Tuesday. I got an interior guy that comes on Wednesday. I got a paint guy that comes on Thursday. I got a rim guy that comes whenever he wants to. Uh, I got all, I got that stuff going on. That's the same car that needs rims, interior, paint, uh, dent all yeah. that stuff that's five six different guys touching the same car they're not all there on the same day so it may take a week if they're all doing their part just to get the same car done 
So in theory, if you have a business where you can offer these multiple services, you build that relationship, Mm -hmm. you do the quality work. For me, unless it's just some weird situation where I can't cut this other person loose, I would love to send my car to Ryan and he brings it back three days later and the cigarette hole burns and the seat are done, all the interior is done, the dent's done, it's restored, the rims are done, all that stuff's done, and one guy touched it, and that's it, and it's back to me, that cuts my time down in half. So if you can offer offer those services, that's a no-brainer. If you can get in the store, you can get the relationship, and you have someone let you do it, it's saving me time, it's saving me money, not having 30 different people touch it. Right. So if we, if we can form like a true recon center, like Adam's talking about, I mean, I have interior on Monday. I have wills on, on Tuesday. I have, you know, restore and, and, and dent on Wednesday. I have, you know, like, like he just attested to, if we can send that to one spot for all of our recon and it's done in two to three days, yeah. you know how much burden that takes off of a used car? I get I guess I got to get cracking then, huh? Let's go, man. <laughs> some money on the table, cuz. Uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's getting your bosses to understand that, you know. That alleviates, been, so, much, that. That alleviates so much pressure and just unnecessary stuff that we have to continue to follow up on, right? You know, like Adam said, I, I don't want to have to constantly call to see, you know, where you're yeah. at or if you're coming this week or what's going on. Um with my vendors, you know, so if we can just stream that, right? So sign me up, coach. Um, For sure, bro. So <laughs> no, I, I mean seriously though, like as go ahead. I said I'm not gonna throw this guy under the bus so much, but if any of you guys know how to fix bumpers, my bumper dude is fantastic. He comes every seventh Wednesday. So I mean <laughs> this dude, this dude is it never shows up, but like I mean, talk about vendors. Like, if you can learn how to fix a bumper, y'all send on my way because this dude's great, but he never, ever, ever comes. So, uh, Ryan, I need you to learn how to uh, reattach bumpers and do clips and stuff because this guy is leaving. Every seventh Wednesday. Every seventh Wednesday, he shows up. It's unbelievable when he actually comes. But that's the thing when we deal with these vendors, this dude is the best I've ever dealt with. Fantastic. You can't get him to your dealership. That's an issue, though, like pricing, right? I mean, how is how is that handled? Is there set prices? Is it like negotiated on every car? Because I know the price. Obviously, we want more money. The dealerships want to pay less money. I mean, that's obviously the way that it works in the world. How? What's the what's the vibe on that? Like, what's the uh, suggestion for for vendors for other dealership you know managers listening? How how do we how do we do that? Right. So, Come on, man. For work. I don't ask yeah. simple questions. I got look. We have we have some set pricing with some of the vendors, whatever. Mm-hmm. Once you get that relationship established, you know, my suggestion would be obviously be as competitive as possible to get your foot in the door to, to earn the business, earn the relationship. But I have the vendors that I use, all my vendors, you know, obviously I do my job. I, I check behind them if I need to, but for the most part, I sign invoices, whatever it is, it is. If Ryan tells me it costs $500 to fix it or $100 or $1,000, that's what it costs. Same thing with my interior guy. He comes by. He gives me a list. Unless it's something that I'm going to send to wholesale or whatever, everything he gives me, done. No problem. Do every single one of them. This is your price. Not a problem. Do every single one of them. My my guy that paints my bumpers does my, does my scratches touch up. Same thing. He gives me a list. 
It needs to be done. Perfect. Do every single one of them. This is your price. No problem. Mm-hmm. But they earn that respect. They earn that right. They did the job. They made the relationship. I can trust them. I know they're not taking advantage of me. I mean, we'll catch it if they do. That's but, huge. But yeah. they're not going to. But anything he brings me or any of my vendors bring me, you earn the right for me to say, yes, do it. And this is your price. No problem. I'm not going to second guess it. And I'm not going to try to find it cheaper or whatever. I mean, some of our vendors I know are more expensive than the guy next door. But the guy next door doesn't do as good a work. He's not coming by every week. He's not doing what he's supposed to do. I'm going to pay more money for the same job because I know it's done right. I know I can account on the guy anytime I need him. I know that I don't have to worry about it. It's done. It's a it's a done deal with my vendors. So it's it's never a question once you earn that right, earn that respect to ask for the money. And and piggybacking on that, like the same thing, you know, but I'm a little bit more intuitive. I'm still going in to see what my true cost is. I'm still going in to see the age of this vehicle. Hey, look, Ryan, I'm I'm too high in it. I can't afford it right now. DJ still doesn't work. Look, let me take care of it. Catch me on the next one. Don't listen to him. Don't listen to him, Adam. Don't do it. Right, right now, like, like you said, in the, the times that we're in, you know, we don't have that that luxury or that cap space in these vehicles like we used to. So mm-hmm. now, every little penny and every little cent counts. You know, I mean, I fight with my service manager every day. He would come to bring me these in these these reps and these POs with you know 12, 13, 14, 1500 bucks for UCI, not including recon, not including rims, not including interior. Like it's just mind blowing. <laughs> so the yeah. one thing we do do, and I, I mean if you're a dent guy, interior is totally different, rims are different because it's kind of almost in that same realm of what you're gonna pay. Dent guys and in, in the body shop are the ones that are gonna be throwing prices out there that are going to be out the normal you know for for damage right so higher higher paying jobs is the ones that we do um contact a manager we send them an estimate send them photos and just so there is that i never want them to be inside of a deal and then all of a sudden be hit with a a twelve hundred dollar or six hundred dollar bill and that they can't cover because now they're pedaling backwards in the deal so if you're a dent guy and you're on a wholesale lot, I know so many wholesale guys that just turn away the big damage, whether they can fix it or they can't fix it. These guys don't understand that they can get good money on that stuff because what's your option, Adam and DJ? Body shop, right? Body and your shop, body yep. shop, your body shop's gonna rape you. I already know it. Like I know that they don't even give you all a discount on labor rates. The prices are astronomical, and I know that we're going to save you a ton of time and we're going to save you a lot of money. So stop shooting yourself in the foot. Then guys just tell the guys what the price is going to be to fix the damage and make them make the decision on whether you're going to fix it or not fix it. You know? So to answer your question, two things are happening. So whenever we trade, do a trade appraisal on these cars, we see the damage, you know, we present a proposal, we, we go over figures Either the customer's going to think that their vehicle's worth more money. And if, it, if they do think that, then we're going to lose a car deal. And you may not even get the opportunity to do the recon. So if we backpedal on back forward and, and try to ask for all the money. And I know I got a guy that I can use and I'm calculating high, you know, on the high end of what this job's going to be. Then I can go out there and have that conversation and meet a common ground with the customer, with my vendor, 
you know, with our staff and trying to make a deal happen. Yeah. So the, I mean, the, like you said, that they, we need to let our managers know what it's going to cost and one, build the relationship Two, the quality of work keeps the relationship. And then three for Denk for other vendors out there, it, you have to be able to ask for more money. The dealership would rather have you stray away from the $75, $95, whatever per car price and, and say, Hey, I can do this, but it's going to take 400 bucks for me to do it. They'd rather you do that than just say, no, I can't fix it. In my opinion. Is that true? A hundred percent. I mean, the body shop is not doing anything for $400 that yeah, yeah. they, okay. Put it like this. When you talk about body shop and even mechanical work, there's not a lot of people that are in Ryan's type of business as far as fix fixing things. When you talk about body shop, they're replacing parts. They're not fixing parts. They're replacing no, they a whole panel. They're painting a panel. They're not. They're not fixing it. No, they're, they're so, blending the panel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's three stage paint, as our guy calls it. So, anyway, <laughs> so, you know, when you send it to a bot, if if you have dent, a dent that's going to cost me a thousand dollars to fix the damage, which I've never had a thousand dollars, but just say it's a thousand dollars to fix it, because it's really bad. Well, what are your alternatives? Your alternative is sent to the body shop. Body shop's going to be maybe fifteen hundred two grand because they're going to put all new panels and they're going to repaint it. So you're spending and, more and money, time. but the big thing is what you just said, time. Okay. Even if it's a thousand dollars versus 1200 Ryan or any of your other PDR guys are going to have it out. Let's just say it takes them a week to do it. It's not going to take a week, but say it takes a week to do it. Uh, your body shop shortage on parts. By the time you order part, get a part, get the stuff in, get it painted. I mean, it may be there a month, two months, three months. You don't know how long it's going to be there. So you may not even have an opportunity to sell the car. So if you think that you're hurting yourself by spending the extra money, you're crazy because mm. you're you're getting it back three times faster, the same or less money, and you can actually sell the car. So most dealerships have maybe a sixty day turn, you know, ninety day turn. You have to get those cars out. Your 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 GM or your owner says, I have to sell this car within X amount of days, or you got to cut it loose. You send it to your body shop. Your car may be in the body shop the entirety of your owning the vehicle. So yeah. all 25, 60, 90 days, it's in the body shop. You don't get anything off that. You get it back and you don't sell it. I think the number one reason why any vendor, and it seems to be Dent Guys more because we're we're our services change because we can fix bigger stuff than we used to, just pl- plain and simple. Um, we're all scared that if we, and even me to some extent, even though I do it, but we're scared that if we give a big price, they're going to, we have a 10 year relationship and we're like, yeah, I can fix it, but it's 700 bucks. Like both doors are bad, blah, blah, blah. They're just going to let be like, hell no. I'm calling the other dent guy that came in yesterday. Um, <laughs> it's a conversation though. Yeah. So yeah, let's talk at least about, start the conversation. Let's talk about it. Hey, look, I got this vehicle. This is what I see. What do you think you can do? Can you do it? Can I, you know, like it's just- that's the, that's the deal though, is because you might get, I don't care what state or city you're in. I'm kind of, I'm, I hate to say it, but I'm kind of lucky because I'm one of the only guys in this, this state uh, that I'm in that is going to fix some of the stuff that I fixed for these dealerships. But dude, even if you have another dent guy, that's going to come behind you and, and try to prove his point. Right. So a guy's going to come in behind you and want to prove that point, right? They're going to be like, oh man, I'll do that job. You were charging 1200 bucks. I'll do it for 300, you know, just to make sure he proves that point. He's going to get tired of it at some point in time. And then that $300 dent's going to turn back into $1,200. And 
even if he can fix it, you know? So I'm yeah. like, I tell these managers, if you find a guy that's good and he is reasonable with his prices and he's reliable, just stick with him, you know, because if mm -hmm. you don't, you don't know what spot, like the grass is never greener on the other side. I don't care if you're trying to leave to go to another dealership or you're trying to find another dink guy or a vendor. Yeah. <laughs> if it's working, it's working. We're all, we're here as vendors to help y'all sell, to make money. And if that vendor's doing that for you, why not stick with them? You know? Yeah. It's a give and take relationship. You're not going to hit a home run on every deal. Right. Yeah. But if I have the opportunity to change someone's life, sell a vehicle, bless a family, whatever it might be, then that's what I'm going to do. You know, I can make it up on the next deal, but let's do the recon. Let's get it. It needs to be done in anyway. Right. So get the job done, move the, move the unit and worry about it on the next one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's great info, dude. That I, that's all. I think I'm trying to sit here and rack my brain about like all the people listening. That's what I do. All the people listening and what, what questions would they want to ask? You know, would they want to ask you like candidly ask a used car manager or a GM? Um, I think I'm out of them. <laughs> do you have any other questions, Ryan, about like what yeah, as, as, as you know, vendors, what questions that you want to ask to your, your, your dealerships that you don't? Cause maybe that can uncover some objection for us. Uh, I think the main question is going to be like, where the f you two guys come from? You know, yeah. uh, like y'all have been blowing my head up the whole, the whole show, all that stuff. But, um, so, you know, I like crawfish, you know, I like, you know, a good bourbon and cigars. yeah, take, take, take care of your managers. The ones that take care of you. Um, Mike said it. And I, I always, I don't know, ever since he said it, um, in the last episode, it just kind of stuck with me because I've never really realized it. But he said they have a th this guy's in Long Island, right? They have a thousand dealerships in the area that he's in, way more than what we have, yeah. right? And he only services thirty. Yeah. So the thirty dealerships that he has, he they're at thirty of you guys, you know. And he found these thirty guys, and it runs his entire business. He helps them sell cars. They make him money and everything works out great, right? Yeah. So that's my main goal for everybody out here that's that's trying to get into a the whether you're a different type of vendor, you're an interior rim guy. Dude, I say go to every single dealership and create those relationships. And the ones that treat you right, dude, do whatever it takes to keep that because mm. we have some vendors, dude. I mean, some some dealership managers that I just hate doing business with, but we have to. Yeah, we because, all got them. Yeah. yeah, we don't have a thousand dealerships right here in Lafayette. We have very mm -hmm. few. So it's like I kind of have to take the good with the bad. But it's like, man, take take those guys that take care of you and you take care of them. And it's vice versa for the managers. If if your vendors are taking care of you, take care of them. If they're not, get the next guy. That's awesome, dude. I love it. I think um, I, I learned a lot listening to this. Um, learned how amazing Ryan is, um, which is fun. <laughs> I'm going his head up. Um, but yeah, seriously, like, thanks for taking the time. Thanks for coming on. Um, it's always fun. I think for for me to to you know, it was a little bit easier for me in this situation because like you're not my managers, and there's a little bit like I talk about pricing, and I see you guys like, oh, I don't know. It's just easy for me to to have these conversations, and I hope I was able to help you know all the other vendors guys listening um the restore effects people but i have one thing i need to say before i finish up if there's anything else you guys want to say before we go um about this vendor dealer relationship now's your time 
know, just reiterate what we said. It's it's strictly a relationship. You form the relationship, yeah. make that the priority, and the rest of it is just you know, it, that that part's easy. You know, you right, right. we we're gonna you can ask the money, you can ask you can ask for everything if we see the value in it and see the value in your workmanship, but it's really just a relationship. The relationship is what controls everything. Have a relationship with the vendors, with the dealerships, you know, vice versa. That's what controls the whole thing. I'm not doing business with somebody that I don't like, that I don't trust, regardless of the price. And the same thing when we go, when we, when we sell cars, you're not buying a car from us. If you don't trust us, if you don't like us, if you don't feel comfortable with us, same thing. It, it goes, the, the whole full circle is the same thing. So yep. just make the relationship. That, that, yep. That's the, the important part. Yeah. You guys, you guys aren't here now because Brian fixes dents super well. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's because of the relationship exactly. and that's, that's regardless, oh, yeah, regardless yeah. of, of that, of the business relationship. If we didn't have a relationship, I'm not here at eight thirty-five. you know, I've been here, you know, that's just 12 hours since I got to the dealership. I wouldn't be here right now with exception of the, the relationship. I'd be at my house where mm -hmm. I should be. You know what I mean? So it, <laughs> he earned we'll the right. Yeah, exactly. He earned the right to ask me and ask DJ to be here at 835 at night. And just piggybacking off of that, I think it's, you know, it relationship, being vulnerable, saying what you can and can't do. Because at the end of the day, we, we expect, you know, Ryan to be able to fix everything. You know what I mean? Um, and he tells us, like, hey, look, I can or I can't fix it. You know what I mean? Um, being transparent, I think that's a huge thing for all vendors um, to form that relationship. Um, transparency is key. It's not just what he can do for me, but it's, man, pop in, have a cup of coffee. Let's talk about things. Let's talk about other shit besides just recon work, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that separates him from all the rest of the vendors that I've had, that Adam's had. Um, throughout our course of the years in the car business that, you know, drawn us to like him a little bit more, not that much more, just a little bit more <laughs> than we do everyone else. But um, like, like he said, our customer's not buying a vehicle from us because we we, we look good. You know, they, they're buying a vehicle from us because these guys are trying to help us out. These guys are being trustworthy. I can see they're, you know, doing their due diligence. They have passion and pride for what they're doing and they're wanting to help me out. You know what I mean? So that's kind of a give give when it comes to vendors and a dealership. You know, what can you give to me and what can I give to you? I have the inventory for you to fix. You have the work that I need. Let's form the relationship to bridge the gap in between between dealership and vendor and and make something happen. You know, so Ryan does Ryan and his team does does an excellent job of that. And I mean, just from talking to you, Core, I feel like you're the same. So, you know, congratulations to you in the in the California area and, and Ryan continue to do what you're doing. Awesome, dude. Um, these are real. These are real managers, guys, from real dealerships. It's not theory. We're not Ryan and I aren't sitting talking like, "Oh, here's what we do." These are these are real managers. Your managers are like this. Not all of them, but some of them are. So find those guys, um, nurture them, take care of them. Um, I, this is our second episode of the Masters Recon Podcast. We're in we're in full test mode, right? We're, we're trying to make sure that that this works, that people like this. Um, if you guys want to learn more about RestoreFX, open a RestoreFX Center, get more information about it. Um, reach out to them at RestoreFX.com. Mention the podcast because it will help us continue 
to to put more of these episodes out um we will expand into doing more episodes right now once a month um if we have a lot of, a lot of people listen a lot of interest generated we'll continue to do it yeah right that's it man y'all just take take all of it in everything that we say in these podcasts and and utilize it and just watch watch your businesses flourish and if you guys have any questions you, you can reach out to me and Corey anytime um we'll, we we are on the phone and messenger all day long answering guys so if you have any questions just shoot us a quick text or a message and we'll we'll definitely work through getting you guys situated awesome yeah uh thanks again guys it's great to meet you uh adam and dj hopefully when i come out to um louisiana bring my wife out we can Stop by the dealer and see what's up. Yeah, sure. Come see us. <laughs> don't be don't be trying to steal my work, Corey. Hey, you never know. Just a little point? bit better. Yeah. What's your, your, price, what's your price point? <laughs> what's your price point? I'll do it for $64.99. Right. For a car. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Later. Thank you for listening to the Masters of Recon podcast. If you got any value from the show, then please subscribe and share the show to your favorite social media platforms.